Welcome to the My Life Platform podcast, a podcast with purpose and family expert Mark Delaney. I'm your host, Matthew Delaney. This is a podcast where we talk about purpose, meaning, and the things that matter most. And in today's episode, we have a special gift for you. Yeah, the special gift is we're going to give you a peek into a conversation that happened around our Christmas tree on Christmas morning with our family. And our family, probably as a whole, uh, we are all ate up with the uh, this cornerstone uh, concept of purpose. Because uh, we believe that every life has great purpose. We can, we can know our purpose and be set free to pursue it boldly. And it's a way that we just live our life. And so there it is on Christmas morning. It's inescapable that weaved into our Christmas morning conversation around the tree was a conversation about purpose. Yep, and it's a conversation that matters no matter what time of the year that uh, you're listening to this. Yeah, because purpose is something that when you have it, it when you have purpose, it, it defines and uh, it moves your life all throughout the year. It, it's not something you put down and pick up. You don't have a place in your life where you go and have purpose. Purpose is something that just moves you in everything that you do. So... We talked about on Christmas morning, we used the story of Mary and we talked about how Mary was pregnant for a great purpose. She would give birth to the Savior and we looked at her life to compare and contrast what it's like for us in our life to be pregnant with a purpose. So here's two men we're going to talk about pregnancy today and compare it to what it's like to live pregnant with a purpose. Yeah, it's a good thing we don't need to know that many details of pregnancy for the analogy. We don't, need to, we don't need to know a lot of details, and we're certainly not going to get into them. No. So uh, let's go ahead and dive in. The first, let's go. first one is this. You don't become pregnant without giving yourself to someone else in a vulnerable and surrendered relationship. Yeah. I, I love that idea. Um, you just, the special things in life oftentimes require a vulnerability. But vulnerability is usually the one thing that we as humans, that we don't want to do. Vulnerability requires uh, an awkwardness. But the awkwardness sets us up for the dynamic things. The human instinct is, I want to experience experience something dynamic, but I don't want to experience anything awkward. But oftentimes, it's the awkward that leads to something dynamic happening. I, and I look at this, I think about what's required for two human beings, for a, a child to be conceived. I, I don't want to talk too much about sex here, but the beautiful vulnerability of two human beings fully giving themselves to each other is truly a beautiful thing. And I think that the reality of our life is things happen in our life that steal away our ability to fully give ourselves to someone else. Not just in the, in the marriage uh, bed of intimacy, but really in friendship, in work relationships, life can, things can happen in us to where we lose our ability to vulnerably 
be open and real with people. That something special can happen through our relationships with someone else. And frankly, I think that when we lose the ability to vulnerably uh, expose ourselves to others, in exposing meaning our heart, I think we walk away from the very design of God for the human. So maybe you give us uh, a practical example of this now. Uh, now that the you know the analogy is you know really strongly present for us. So what does it look like then? practically to, you know, an example of vulnerable and surrendered relationship. Yeah, I think that it's so hard to be vulnerable, but there's no, I just don't think that we conceive of great things without walking down the path of vulnerability. How do we have a close relationship with someone without being willing to say to them things like, I'm sorry, without being able to say to someone, you know, maybe you didn't mean anything when you said this, but it made me feel this way. And it, it, just, it just hurt me. If we're not able to be vulnerable, we're not able to give birth to great things in relationships with other people. Does that answer the question? You know, I think it actually is a perfect transition to the second one. Because I think the first and second are really connected. Um, second idea is the work of God in us often happens through the conduit of others. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Think about Mary. Here's a person who is who is pregnant with the purpose, the calling, the mission of giving birth to the Savior. Yet, yet, for us to for us to carry something great in our life. It will always come through the conduit of others, and we'll not get into the deep theology of, uh, of how Mary became impregnated. But so often in our life, the things that we become pregnant with is a gift that we didn't conceive of on our own. That, it, that something happened through a conduit of someone else. And when you think of pregnancy, we become pregnant with something great, but how often is it required that it's something that happens in a relationship with someone else that causes us to be pregnant with something so special? You know, uh, I love something else you wrote down about this thought, is that our instinct is to perfect ourselves in privacy between me and God and then gain the confidence to involve myself with others. I've really felt this personally in 2020, as I think a lot of people have, um, especially if you're a social type, you know, the way that 2020 has affected us in a lot of ways, it's made me really think deeply about purpose again in a different type of way. And I think the temptation for me was to, as I was doubting and um, things about my purpose, my, the temptation for me was, I'm gonna figure out this thing myself. I'll, I'll sit at home with my wife, mm -hmm and just figure it out and we'll just watch a show together. I'll just be with friends and family. I'm just trying to figure out things with work, with myself, and just figure it out on my own. And then once I figure it out, then I'll jump back into the world. When people ask me, hey, how are you doing about these type of things? Let's just not talk about that because I haven't figured it out yet, right? I'll just, let's just talk about something else. And I think we're, we're so good at 
we're so good at hiding things. We know how to do it really well. Where instead, the best that I found in 2020 is when I talk to, I talk to you, I talk to friends, um, talk to mentors, and through that is where I found wisdom, peace, direction. And it can almost sound spiritual where it's like, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not talking to people, but I'm praying to God about it. And I'm supposed to figure this out between just me and God. Why isn't this working? And the longer I spent doing that, the more frustrated I just was. And it's amazing how quickly when I actually just had a conversation and called someone, it's amazing how quickly I felt so much better. And clearly God was involved in that. This is a foundational thing we believe that a person's life can be dramatically changed with one conversation. But the one conversation can be so hard to have. One, because we as humans, our instinct is that if I have a problem, I need to go to the quietest place, the most secret place of my life and figure it out. That's our instinct. Another reason it's hard to have the conversation is we don't know who to have the conversation with. Who do I talk to? Can I trust them? Can they help me? Am I just going to burden their life? And there's there's at least 10 reasons. Uh, every time we think, I need to talk to someone, there's at least 10 things that, that are going to say to you, uh, don't talk to them. And so we the, here's, here's an instinct. I find this especially among people who really want to be pregnant with a purpose and give birth to something special. The thing in them they feel is so special. Their instinct becomes even stronger to perfect it in the private place because it's so special. What we need to do is learn the opposite, which is the thing in me is so special. It is such a gift to the world that I must not do this alone. I must engage with other people. I must, I must care so much about protecting the gift inside of me that I allow the people around me to support, to encourage, and to protect this thing that's on the inside of me. Another thing that I love is having people in my life who uh, I find that they, they will tell me what they think, but they almost always direct me to others as well they like something like this will come up in conversation. Hey, have you talked to your wife about this? Or, Hey, you know, like I was talking to one of my mentors, John, he's like, Hey, you should talk to your parents about this. You know, he was giving me thoughts on things, but he just said, you know, your parents would be great people to talk to. And I find this doesn't always have to be the case, but when you're around really healthy people who are great to share things with, I find those people will also help you to continue to be vulnerable in other relationships. Like, Hey, have you talked to a person like this? Yeah. They, don't, they don't even have to know who the specific person is, but they're always yeah. encouraging continued vulnerability. And we do this in every area of our life, just not the personal areas. Mm. If I have a problem with my car, I will call someone and say, hey, this is going on. Have you ever had that happen? And that person will say, you know, I, I don't, but I have this friend named John, and he knows stuff about cars. We do this very naturally in every area of our life, but in our personal areas, we hunker down in our own privacy. And can, I want to tell you about, let me just mention what I think is a very strange hypocrisy. And that is that this, when we believe, and many of us do believe this, 
that God wants to use us in other people's lives. And many of us, we wake up every day with the thought that if someone comes along our path that we can help, we see ourselves as being a conduit of God's blessing and, and help for someone else. But how do we fully believe that, yet not also believe that God wants to use someone else in my life? So the door, the door swings both ways. The door, the door swings out of me being able to help other people, but the door also swings in of how other people can be used of God to help me. Very good. Well, how about we move on to the third one? We have this, when you are pregnant, something awesome is happening within you, but it is very much out of your control. Oh, I love this. Here is the concept of stewardship, which may be as important a principle for a human being to engage in and understand. It's incredibly hard to understand. We can't do it justice in a few moments here, but stewardship is the ability to look at one's life Understand that there's something within you that is so special, so dynamic, and so important, but at the same time, to be able to embrace that we don't control the results of it, that we play a role in the process. Compare that to pregnancy. The, the, the woman has certainly a very critical role in the process, but is she, is she fashioning the human? Actually, the human's being fashioned in her, in spite of her, but yeah. she's not fashioning the human. It's not the work of her hands. It's something that's going to happen in her and through her. And I think that's very much what to be pregnant with purpose looks like in all of our lives is that something special is in us. It's being fashioned in us, and it's going to come through us, but it's not our, our human um, ingenuity, our human abilities that, that, that everything rests upon. To be able to be pregnant with something, it is critical that, we, that we're okay that we do not control the results. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. One of the four seasons you talk about the results part, when the, and the the counterintuitive idea is that I'm not in control of the results of my life. When I think we feel like I need to understand all of my life, and I need to be in the driver's seat of all my life. So again, with, with to use the whole human body analogy, I remember being in in um, middle school science class, and I remember thinking when we were learning about like the heart and the lungs, and I thought. This is so uh, fascinating, but also very complex. And I'm learning all these things I had no idea about and learning about how important it is, you know, how often your heart and lungs are working to keep you alive. And I thought to myself, I have no idea. I had no idea growing up. If I had to understand my heart mm. for my heart to beat, mm. I would not be alive. If I had to understand my lungs for my lungs to operate so I could breathe, I would not be alive. And so I think it's, it's the same with Mary's birth mm. or with, with any birth. It's that if, if, you know, if it's, I have to understand this whole process, so good. if I have to be actively thinking about it, because we sleep so much of the day, right? Even if theoretically I could actively make sure I breathe and my heart beats, it happens when I sleep. 
And so I think sometimes we need to realize in our lives that God is working in us and through us. Trust that we're not doing this alone, that God is more invested in our purpose than we are in our own, and that our job is just to wake up every day and just to cast seeds, just to till the ground of our lives, cast seeds, just just love the people around us, work on our character, be vulnerable, be good stewards. And when we just focus on that, everything else just works itself out. It's beautiful. The greatest things that will ever happen through our life, it's not because we understand it or make it happen. The idea that we control the results of our life, it sounds, it sounds good for a moment, but the living out of that is stifling and it stifles our relationships it stifles our possibilities if the only things that can come through our life are things that we control we really really limit our possibilities and we saddle ourselves with a pressure that no human being is designed to carry when I do the purpose mastermind with people I think of a young man just recently going through this and I talked to him about stewardship and you know I looked at him and said do you know you don't control the results of your life and that's a good thing now this doesn't mean that we're a slacker and we just do whatever <laughs> you know it, it means that we just we boldly do our part but we understand that I can't make this stuff happen in the end and this is a this is a beautiful thing it's not a bad thing the, his anxiety just you could see the anxiety just roll off of his shoulders in the same conversation uh, in the purpose mastermind I was talking to him about stewardship and one unique way in person that I will do the purpose mastermind is actually doing activities so I me and this young man were playing frisbee golf and I was teaching him how to throw a Frisbee because there's so many principles of stewardship in throwing a Frisbee. The harder you try to control the results of where this Frisbee goes, the worse you throw. When you try to make it go faster, when you, when you try to make it go uh, a certain direction, you want it to go this direction really bad. The harder you want it, the more you want it, the worse the results. And, and so I was talking about stewardship as he was throwing a Frisbee and one time he he threw it and it was his best throw by far it was incredible it went really far it was really smooth and it went in the perfect direction I looked at him and I said what did you just do and he looked at me and he said a phrase that perfectly demonstrates what stewardship is he said I just went for it I just went for it. That is stewardship. When you are free from the pressure of controlling the results, you can just went for it. <laughs> you can go for it. And what can happen through your life can be so much more fruitful and so much more effective when we take off the pressure of making the results happen. What a fantastic story. And I think that's actually perfect timing because we're about out of time for this episode. I think it's a perfect landing spot. We've gone through three of the six big ideas that we can learn from, uh, you know, the Mary being pregnant and to our lives being pregnant with purpose. 
So uh, thank you all for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out the next one as we go through the last three big ideas.